another easy tool is to eliminate the word should from your life. Um, so when you do that, you create um, a lot more ownership for your life. You know, should is a gray word. It's not, it's based on someone else's expectation. And so if you're living your life based on what you think you should or shouldn't do, then you're living off of someone else's expectation, whether that's what you read on Instagram posts, what you see on TV, on YouTube, whatever. And so by eliminating the word should and inserting the words want or don't want, you immediately take ownership over your language, which then helps you take ownership over your actions and then ownership over your life. Welcome back to the AIM Podcast. Today we have episode 50 with Mike Adala. He is an amazing professional health and wellness coach and has such a unique background that makes him one of the best in his field. We have an awesome conversation about so many topics, including flow state, best mindfulness practices, his motivation for all the challenges that he's taking on, and so much more. You guys are going to love this conversation with Mike and find so much insight from such an amazing guy. Let's jump right into this episode. Without further ado, Mike Adela. What is up, Mike? Thank you so much for jumping on the AIM podcast. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Doug. I'm excited to be here. Dude, I'm just kind of set the tone with this episode, man. You, you're a legend. I think right after you and I talked about um, you coming on the podcast, you had posted a video on Instagram of you doing a Turkish get up with 185 pounds. And I just, for, for people listening that one, don't know what that is, I want you to explain it. But two, I don't think they realize how difficult that is. So I'd love to, I'd love to hear about this because this has kind of been something you've been doing. Um, and it's been really cool to see you just continue to excel in the Turkish get up stuff. Yeah, thanks so much. I mean, the Turkish getup is uh, it's a real it's a movement that plays to my strengths a lot of times, but it's um, it's a total body mobility, strength, coordination, uh, like focus movement where you're starting on your back uh, with a weight. Usually it's a kettlebell in one hand uh, and then you come up to stand and then you lower back down to the position where you're on your back and the weight's just above your chest like you're going to do a chest press. So it forces you to kind of do a sit-up crunch in the beginning, come to a kneeling position, do a lunge with weight over your head, and then reverse that back down. So, um, yeah, I've been doing Turkish get-ups for a while, and uh, I've really loved the, the challenge of, of seeing how far and how heavy I can kind of push that. I love it. And even even beyond the weight, like you've done, you've had the odd odd object challenge too, where you were doing Turkish get ups with like an assault or like a rower. You did a rower, you did a uh, echo bike, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like keeping it fun. I mean, I really love keeping fitness fun. For for me, it's I can get bored just like with the monotony of it um, at some times, and I've definitely gone through that whole cadence myself, uh, competing and whatnot. But um, yeah, Turkish get-ups are a fun way. I like to do it with do them with my friends with odd objects. Uh, I just did my body weight the other day, the 205 pounds. Um, I think I might go for 225 purely just on my ego, wanting the two plates on both sides. But then I'll probably call it from there. I love that, man. I think it's incredible. The the really interesting thing about the Turkish get-up in my eyes, and I think you can probably unpack this, 
is the the mental component of that movement. I think a lot of times you can go in the gym, you can push weight, you move around, but something that requires that much focus and balance really, really fires a lot of the mind. And I think that's where you're getting kind of both elements. You're, you're lifting extremely heavy weight with your body's, you know, using your strength element, but then also the mind that like, you, if you do one wrong movement or like take off for a second, I'm sure that's probably a dangerous movement to be doing that kind of weight. Yeah, totally. I mean, what you're speaking of, uh, I'm sure you've chatted about on the on the podcast before, but it's a lot of flow state. And so the way I like to describe flow state is, is from a positive psychology background, which positive psychology for people who don't know is, um, well, I guess I'll describe regular psychology first is usually people are like, something's wrong with me. I'm not feeling 100%. I want to go talk to someone and kind of get back to normal, whatever normal is. Um, positive psychology is like things are pretty good i'm i'm like at like 80 percent, 85 percent. my life's going well but how do i close that gap and really get to 100 percent and like live as strong and vital as possible mm -hmm. and so one of those ways is by incorporating more flow state into your life um flow state is what you're talking about with the turkish get up where you're just so dialed in they talk about it a lot with musicians or athletes um, and the easiest way i like to describe it is if you think of a graph and on one axis is the skill, and on the other axis is the challenge. And mm -hmm. so in order to be in flow, you want the challenge to require all of your skill. Um, if you don't, like for you, for example, it's marathon gazelle. Like <laughs> if I'm like, all right, Doug, today's workout is, you know, one lap around the track, just jog one lap, that's your whole workout, right? That challenge is too low for your skill, and so you'll be bored. But if I tell you, okay, your workout is, uh, you know, a hundred mile race just around the track. Mm -mm. I'm sure you could push through it. Maybe, okay, we'll say, you know, a million miles around the track. That's <laughs> too high for your, ch that challenge is too high for your skill. So you'll become anxious. And so if I tell you, okay, maybe it's just a marathon around a track instead of around a course, that is going to be just enough chat, like just enough challenge to require you to bring all of your skill. And then you're dialed in on every single lap and every single step. And so with the Turkish getup, you're right. You have to be totally focused the whole time. You can't just muscle through it. It's precision with strength, uh, which is really what I love to chase. That's incredible. The flow state, that's like, I'm so glad you brought that up. That's such an interesting thing we could talk about. Devin, I'm sure you know Devin. Devin Levake, someone I've been talking to, and um, he's doing an insane challenge right now where he's summiting the, the highest peaks in the world. And he just finished uh, the one in Africa and he's, he was talking about flow state and he, he came out and put some content out about it. But I think that's so interesting um, finding just different ways to get into that state. What are, what are some other ways you think people can, can find that flow state? Yeah, great question. And I'm going to kind of take it a little different direction um, because a lot of times it gets talked about through athletics and through music. Right. And um, the thing is flow state can really be at anything in your life. As, as long as you can get creative, you could get into flow state, washing the dishes. You could get into it, brushing your teeth. You could get into it, cooking dinner. It's just a matter of how much presence you can be, you can bring to whatever it is that you're doing. And the more present you are in your life, the better and happier and healthier life you can live. Um, and so, you know, for example, if it's brushing your teeth, right, it's something people do hopefully multiple times a day. And so usually it's kind of mind mindless. Maybe you're doing something else while you're brushing your teeth and there's not a lot of presence there versus if you're brushing with your non-dominant hand, maybe you're standing on one foot, maybe you're trying to brush in a certain direction, is focusing on each tooth, you know, 
maybe a weird example, but it helps bring you into that, into that purpose and that flow state. Um, same thing with cooking, you know, can you uh, ingest all of the scents, the smells, the sensations, the touch, the, you know, aroma and like lover essence of cooking a beautiful meal and maybe even setting a beautiful table. Um, all of those things just give you so much more out of your life. Yeah, I, I agree. I want to talk kind of more about the benefits because I think that's something as a society, I feel like we neglect like just our intentionality in the moment and we just kind of like it's busy and we just kind of go through this, these highs and lows and we just kind of move quickly. I, I think there's a lot of value to unpack about like putting yourself in a situation where you're extremely hyper aware of your surroundings and like what's going on. Yeah, I mean, those are like flow hacks. Um, if I put you in an airplane, put a parachute on you and push you out, immediately you're in flow state, right? And so it's like, you have no other choice, but just to focus on, I hope to God this parachute works. And that when I pull this thing, it's gonna pop. Um, or if I'm doing a Turkish getup with 205 pounds, like I'm in flow state no matter what. But the, the real challenge I feel like is when you can get into it, driving your car, having a conversation, um, in everyday life, because that's when you can really apply it into those different, you know, things that really matter. No doubt. No doubt. Well, I want to, I kind of want to hear more about, you know, before we really dive into this episode and where we want to take it, um, hear more about like what you do from a coaching standpoint, a mindfulness standpoint, what kind of got you into health and fitness and, you know, just wanting to be driven and motivated to, to dive into the mindset as well. Like what, what kind of sparked that interest and how did you get into this whole game? Yeah, thanks for asking. Um, I've been an athlete my whole life. My, my mom would say, I never met a ball that I didn't like. Um, <laughs> I just played like every sport. And um, I really wanted to be a strength and conditioning coach, uh, working with high level athletes when I was out of college and even in college. Uh, I was fortunate enough to get an internship with the New York Jets and uh, was working with their strength and conditioning staff for two training camps um, and got to work with some incredible athletes. And so uh, that transitioned into uh, working out in Los Angeles, helping guys with the NFL combine. And so, you know, the forties, vertical jumps, uh, all, all those different metrics. Um, and so I was really blessed to be at such a young age, working with high level athletes and training my eye on those details. Cause you know, as someone's running full speed for 4.3 seconds, you got to be able to really pick up what their knees doing, what their ankles doing, what their hips are doing. So you can help coach them. So they can even run faster. Um, I moved that back into New York and was working uh, at a strength and conditioning facility there, uh, working with a lot of, you know, high school and college athletes. Um, but around that time, I really started to get into, you know, what's between the ears. Like why do people do the things that they do? And it was fun getting people bigger, faster, stronger, you know, moving from JV to varsity or from, you know, varsity to a college scholarship. But uh, I was really in, ingesting and leaning into the mindfulness aspect and, and went off on a, on a lifetime study of, you know, what makes people happy and healthy and what are the best tools in order to do that. Um, and so that took me down like so many different modalities, uh, started studying yoga, teaching yoga, uh, traveled the world, various different cultures, you know, asking and learning about the same question, um, came back, really got into, like I mentioned, yoga, acrobatics, uh, a lot of different flow states, um, meditations, you know, breath work, so just studying the gamut, all different things about human and 
performance. Um, and what I found out is, and what's, you know, maybe sounds, well, it's really just true is that like love is the reason that we do everything. We want to be loved. We want to feel love. We want to give love. We want to serve. And so what are the best ways in order to do that? And how can I like make it as direct as possible? That's incredible. I, th I think it's so cool to see how different events, different seasons of your life have kind of led up to these moments. And you've probably taken different things from each, each phase and kind of compiled it. And that's why you're such a beast right now. But I love that. And I, you know, the cool thing about what we do with AIM and our platform is, is we like to talk about the idea of, you know, just being ambitious, right? It's a mindset. Um, it's choice. You can, you can wake up in the morning, you might not be motivated, but you can be disciplined and you can say, I'm going to have ambition today. But you know, I think the, the beautiful thing about a mindset is it can be applied to anything. Um, like I love health and fitness, just like I'm sure you do, but health and fitness is in my life. It's just an element of my health and fitness. It's just an element of my health. Um, and I, and I use my mindset and apply it to health and fitness, just like I could apply the same mindset to my business or the podcast or whatever that looks like. So I want to hear kind of your thoughts on just mindfulness practices and healthy, healthy mindset and how obviously health and fitness is important, but how you can apply it to, to different areas of your life. But that's kind of the foundational piece that you have to kind of get in check before going off on different avenues. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. You're mentioning that point. It's, it's really defining for yourself what it means to be healthy. And I, I use like a holistic health model where I look at your physical health, your emotional health, your environmental social, financial, all these different aspects of what makes a person them. A physical obviously is in there. And a lot of times people and men really focus on two buckets. It's like my physical health, which is um, how strong am I? How does my body look? How can it perform? How do I recover? Sleep, nutrition, all those things are just like one piece of a pie that has like seven other slices. And so taking a strong, ambitious mindset and putting it into you know, how am I feeling emotionally? How am I able to show up in my friendships, relationships, uh, partnerships, all those different aspects is where um, things can really become special for people. And so the question I ask and what I work a lot with my clients on is they're usually like really ambitious guys who will want to get the most out of their life, but have focused on business and fitness and have, you know, maybe not focused as much on their emotions or like their heart space. And so the analogy that I love to give is, you know, if you want to jump higher or, you know, get stronger, you understand that these are the exercises I need to do. These are the sets and the reps and the rest and the recovery, like all that makes sense. But if I want to have a better relationship with myself or I want to work on my, you know, emotional health, what are the exercises I do? What are the sets? What are the reps? Like it doesn't, make so much sense. Like, do I just meditate every day for how long? Um, it can become overwhelming and then you don't feel as successful. And so you push it aside. Um, right. And so helping people, you know, decide, okay, what are the best mindfulness exercises for you um, at the time that you are in your life with the space that you have um, and with the goals that you want to achieve? That's incredible. So when you, so you obviously are doing this with individuals, you do, I think you do small groups as well. You kind of have both, both options. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. awesome. And then in terms of, in terms of the coaching itself, are you like, I guess I'd love to hear more how that works. Like someone can come to you if they want to, if they want to work with you and they kind of lay out 
kind of their life, their lifestyle, what they have going on. And then you're able to kind of dissect that. And like you were saying, depending on what part of their life or where they might need the most help, you can kind of cater towards those needs. Yeah, exactly. So um, I work with people on a, right now, like a two month container. So it's like, we really dive in in those two months. And I try to build a proverbial toolbox for that person and help them gain a lot of these exercises and habits and patterns that then when we're done working together, they can continue in their life. Um, but in order to do that, I need to learn as much as I can about them. And so I have a pretty intensive like uh, intake questionnaire where I look at their life and all those different aspects, right? Their physical health, their emotional, their social, spiritual, environmental, a few more, and, and then decide, okay, what are the aspects here that are gonna be uh, the most important and kind of like kill the most birds with one stone? I don't really love that analogy, but it's, you know, <laughs> we know what I mean. And so, uh, you know, if, if someone, for instance, is like, I want to like make more money, I want to be more successful, I want to be, have a six pack, I want to crush at the gym, want a, a bunch of girls, I want blah, 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 whatever. Um, you know, but, but I'm only sleeping four hours a night, then, and I'm maybe ingesting, you know, 10 hours of social media a day. Um, really defining why it is that you want to have those goals. Like, what does that actually mean? What does success mean? What kind of legacy do you want to live? Uh, really diving deeper into those questions um, solves a lot of anxiety for people. I love that. You know, something that you kind of sparked this idea, and I want to hear kind of your thoughts about it, but like really understanding yourself and like learning more about who you are as a person. I think a lot of times, even, even just like reflecting on my own life, like I feel like certain times I've just kind of been doing like like pursuing a goal or going after something or a challenge but i haven't necessarily been in tune with myself like how how does your coaching or things that you can bring out really help people just like maximize the most um of their life or like what they can get out of themselves yeah it, it really creates a, a space by a slower pace and so we live in such a fast-paced society um I love that line. Uh, my girlfriend really quoted it. It's like creating a, a space for more pay, a pace for more space in your life. So you can really mm. see what it is that you want to do and then direct your life towards that. Um, and if we don't create that, especially if you're a really ambitious individual, then you're motivated, right? Like you watch these videos, you listen to these podcasts, you're like I just want to do something. I just want to do stuff. I want to go, want to go. And that's great that you have that energy. And then it's, it can be, you know, detrimental in some aspects if it's not directed towards the way that you truly want. And so um, one of the best tools that I love to give people um, in order to do this is by eliminating one word in their language. And so, you know, if you're the individual out there listening to this that is worried, doesn't really know the direction that they should go, is struggling to find, should I do this job? Should I do that? Should I move to this place or that place? Um, creates a lot of anxiety and a lot of looking externally out into the world for the questions that are on the inside. Um, you know, the first step is obviously to eliminate some of those distractions and spend more time focusing on yourself with things like journaling, breathwork, meditation. Um, but any, another easy tool is to eliminate the word should from your life. Um, so when you do that, you create um, a lot more ownership for your life. You know, should is a gray word. It's not it's based on someone else's expectation. And so if you're living your life based on what you think you should or shouldn't do, then you're living off of someone else's expectation, whether that's what you read on Instagram posts, what you see on TV, on YouTube, whatever. And so by eliminating the word should, 
and inserting the words want or don't want, you immediately take ownership over your language, which then helps you take ownership over your actions and then ownership over your life. I love that. I think that's incredible. I also think that there's a lot to say about really peeling back the layers of, you know, the goals and stuff you set out. Like when you just, just that another thought on what you said, and, you know, guys come to you and they're like, Hey, I want to make money. I want to, I want to get fit. I want to do all these things, but like, why? And I think that's kind of what you're saying is like, if you can peel that back, I think that's where you find that, that true motivation, that true like base layer that you can build your life on. Cause I think it's easy to just say, Oh yeah, I want to do this or that, but why do you want to do it? Is it for other people? Or is there a reason deep down inside where you truly want to make yourself a better person? And I think that's that's an important concept to unveil and then really dive in. So I'm sure working with you is, is amazing because you can help people do that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's, it's really, um, it's making yourself a better person, but why do you even want to do that? Right. right? And so the, the, the real power comes from service and comes from, okay, what do I want to bring and how do I want to serve people? Like, for you, it could be, uh, I'm really motivated to help people with this podcast. So uh, you wake up every day excited to like talk to new guests and learn about new people and learn ways that you can, you know, provide a service to your listeners that are going to help them live a help, healthier and happier life. That motivates you a lot more than, you know, something else might because it's service minded. And so finding out, you know, what is the way that I want to serve my community and the, the planet on a larger level, um, you know really puts like that rise and shine grind like to a whole new meaning. I love that. Yeah, it's incredible. So if somebody just came to you right now and was like, Hey Mike, like I want to change my life. I really want to, I want to make some improvements. Obviously I know it would be better for you to have like more detail about the, you know, their environment, what they're going through, but what are some just best practices that you could just drop on this podcast right now? A couple quick things that they could take away and, and make an immediate impact in their life today. Yeah, I think one of the main ones is the eliminating that word should. It's it's so simple. And a lot of the things I'm going to say are really simple. And the more I've been in this game for over a decade working with people in this way, it's getting really good at the basic stuff. Um, uh, the right amount of sleep, the right hydrating, um, creating your thoughts, surrounding yourself with positive um, people that are going to be uplifting you and encouraging you, uh, moving your body. Um, you know, all of these different factors are, are extremely important in living that healthy and happy life. Um, and so at the same time, one of, it's been like scientifically proven through a lot of different ways that there's one trait um, that hands down head and shoulders above everything else improves your overall well-being. Uh, this is out of the University of Pennsylvania and it's gratitude. Mm -hmm. So gratitude gets a lot of talk for a great reason. It's like number one. It's the goat of like, you know, being happy and healthy. And so uh, truly feeling gratitude, though, it can be really challenging for people, especially during tough times. Uh, you know, we're recording this right like Christmas Eve and the holidays can be a difficult time for people. And so, um, you know, we don't want to, what is it called? Like, um, like positivity wash over stuff where it's just like, yeah, everything's good, everything's good, but really allow ourselves to feel we want to feel um, but being able to find gratitude in its smallest things um, really can make a difference in your life and I'll share a quick practice on how I love to do that yeah. it's called the four w's and so it's writing down three things every day of what went well and why and the why aspect is the most important one because it forces you to take that ownership over the positive things that happen in your life 
And so if you're in a darker time or a darker season in your life, um, it can be really beneficial to see, hey, you know what, there are positive changes that I can make. And that kind of, you know, help me step into the man or the person that I want to be. I love that, man. I think that's amazing. Gratitude is huge. And it's something that's like, it's such an easy, no, I shouldn't say easy. It is a, it's an, a real way that people can truly change their mindset um, if, they, if they choose to have that. And I think like you can wake up and be having a bad day and everyone's human. Like we're going to wake up some days and just not be feeling it. But I think just having that, that small shift and saying, you know, I'm, I'm not having the best day, but I'm super grateful that I even like my eyes open this morning. Like I think that just instantly just kind of like, changes the game. Um, but being able to find that is, is really powerful. And I think just being mindful again, like kind of full circle with what you do and a lot of things you talk about is just being extremely mindful and aware of that gratitude, I think can truly change the trajectory of your life over the course of time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would say for someone that wakes up and isn't, isn't feeling great, it's like, you got to change up your space. You got to get a state change, right? talk a lot about ice baths in my world and hot cold showers. That's one that you turn that shower on, bam, you're not thinking about anything else, but this cold water. And then that starts to parlay into, you know, other positive things where maybe you're drinking a ton of water. Now you're going to go outside, get some sun on your face, sun into your eyes, go for a walk. And then all of a sudden that just starts unlocking different things um, inside of your head and inside of your heart that might get you out of that, you know, that other maybe negative space that you woke up in. Um, I, I'm careful with saying this because uh, our emotions are on a spectrum. And so a really important concept to understand is that if you want to feel the highest highs, you also have to be able to feel the lowest lows and then, and understand that your emotions aren't you. They're just things that kind of move through you. And so if you start to feel down or start to feel, you know, upset or whatnot, um, to not demonize that, but just realize that that's normal and that's a part of life. And to, you know, have a practice where you can kind of lean into it and then understand it's going to dissipate and you'll be able to kind of swing back, but uh, not like kind of pushing those feelings away and not letting them truly surface or come out, then stunts you in the positive aspect. And now you're kind of living in this like dull gray neutral space where you are looking outside of yourself for you know validation or for energy and you're going to be spending more time on social media spending more time at the bar spending more time you know looking outside no i love that i think that's so true another thing i'll, I'll even add to the, the gratitude thing is is a lot of times and like i look back through my life and the harder the harder seasons or the harder times like in the moment it was difficult but like I'm more grateful for those times, like right now in today's, like in this moment, this present moment, I'm more grateful for the hard times that I went through than I am the good times. And maybe that's not the right way to look at it, but honestly, like it's, it's put me in this position. It's shaped my mind. It's shaped, you know, how my outlook on life. And it's just made me appreciate how everything's an opportunity. It's just all how you look at it. And I, I truly think that hopefully can help um, someone out there that might be going through something, you know, difficult in their life. Yeah, I think everyone's going through something difficult too. It's yeah. just like, um, and so, yeah, I love that you said that because that's that's true universal. In all the groups that I've ever run or been in, um, the best times are, are the darkest times because they lead to the growth. It, it's very similar to working out, right? Like you do a heavy back squat set, you wake up the next day and you're really sore, right? It's the same thing with your you know mental or emotional strength. You're going through a season where, you're struggling, but you stay with it. You focus on it. You, you know, 
do, do your practices the best that you can. And then you come out on the other side and you're really grateful for all of that growth. Um, there's a, I, I recently did a, um, a wilderness quest uh, where I spent time outside in nature completely alone for multiple days without any food. Um, and it kind of talk about some practices of initiation. Uh, if, if you're interested, I can kind of continue on that, on that yeah. path for a second, but Absolutely. it kind of shows it's, it can be maybe a little bit out there, but it's really not. I mean, it's, um, uh, I learned from uh, some native American culture, um, where the, the vision quest is, or I don't really like to call vision quest. I have respect to so call like a wilderness quest, but we use the, lineage that I was studying from uses the four directions. So, you know, north, south, east, and west um, as a way of orienting true maturity uh, within the human psyche. And so the east would be, you know, like um, when you were born, when you were a baby, and then when you die or your grandfather, you're an elder. Um, the south was um, like your childhood, like, so like your ego, maybe you're like five years old and you're like, I'm hungry, I'm tired, I wanna play, me, me, me type of energy. Um, the West is adolescence and it's really like that dark um, shadowy aspect of yourself. So can be seen as like negative, but it's not, that's just kind of how we put it in, you know, Western culture. And then the North is, is your true North. And so it's like, what are, what we were talking about before, the true service that I wanna bring into this world. Um, and then it you know, goes back to the East as you're an elder and, you know, you're helping, uh, you know, kind of shape the, the community that you're in. And so we live in a really Southern culture, right? Where it's everything's like cars and clothes and me and business and this and that. Um, and we also live in a North culture, but in a lot of aspects, it's a false North because just because you have, you know, a bunch of fancy cars and homes and money and businesses, doesn't necessarily mean that you're a true adult um, emotionally on the inside. You know, right. you might be yelling at your kids or fighting with your wife or struggling with like true authentic friendships. And the only way to get there is to go through the West. You got to go through those difficult shadow of emotions. And so with a quest, you spend a lot of time doing that, going through the, going through the West by immersing yourself out in nature um, with no food, just water, uh, no phone, no journal, completely alone in the wilderness. And so when you put yourself in that space, you know, things will come up for you, things from your past, things that you truly feel, and you'll, you know, get some type of calling or, or vision for your life. Um, then you can come back and talk with the, your guide and whoever is supporting you with this quest on, you know, how to incorporate that into your north and the true service adulthood that you want to bring into the world. Where, where did you do yours? Uh, in Taos in New Mexico. Wow. So you, you wake up, like, well, what do you do during the day? You just kind of like hike around. <laughs> what yeah, that good question. Like? Right, right. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing too, because I have a, you know, I grew up in, this, in the American culture. I have a really like ascension focused mindset of like, I want to make the most of every day. I don't want to waste any time. Um, I want to do the best I can. And so like three days alone, I'm like, what am I going to do? And it's great in some ways because it forces you to be uncomfortable. You know, everyone talks about get comfortable being uncomfortable. Go spend three days alone in the woods with no food for three days. That's real uncomfortable because <laughs> you don't have anything to do. And you also don't have the energy to do things right. because you don't have any of the food. And so that's a really important part because it breaks down your ego. Um, 
where you're forced to just be alone with your thoughts and with the community around you. Um, and so I know I, I really believe in nature as a true healing tool. And so when you immerse yourself in nature, you're immersing yourself in truth, right? Because a tree can't lie to you. The animals don't lie. They're not trying to manipulate you, deceive you. And so wherever you are, you're in a place that's surrounded by truth, which therefore helps you allow your true allow your truth to come up is uh is the three-day duration is that like a recommended time or is that just your choice uh that's a recommended time yeah so it's it's really like three and a half days because you go in and then you have you know your first night second night third night but um for people that are interested in this uh i, I went through the school of lost borders there's um a couple other schools uh, animus valley is another one um, that do this uh, they usually do it in large groups or they're not large groups, but they're groups of people. Um, and so uh, you go out, you learn the practices, then you quest for, you know, four days, um, three nights. And then, yeah, I messed that up. It's, it's four days and three nights. Gotcha. Um, and then you come back and you integrate back into the group and then back into your community. That's, that sounds interesting. I, I you kind of have me intrigued a little bit <laughs> with that, uh, that idea. So when you when you're embracing this kind of time with yourself, obviously in nature, are you and you're kind of collecting these thoughts, you're you're taking in this time. You said you kind of go back and bring it to a guide, and that's when you have a conversation and just you're you're finding ways to kind of bring those thoughts into your daily life or how is that kind of how that works? Yeah. Man, I'm just taking a moment to be really grateful because I don't usually get to talk about this stuff, but it's truly where, where the magic is. I really believe in what the, what people truly need is to go back to nature. Um, but it's, it's hard because the, you know, nature doesn't work in the same way as like our business does where it's like, this is what I do. This is how I apply. And then this is why I get right. And, or training. It works in a completely different way. So the signs and the omens that you receive aren't as like black and white as you know an email or you know something in this regard and so they might be like an animal visiting your campsite it might be like a breeze that blows through as you're doing a specific meditation there are certain rituals and ceremonies that you can do on you know on your quest um, to help you know release things from your past and invite things into your future um, two that i did was a death lodge um, where uh, at night i invited certain people from my past or just different aspects of myself that were no longer serving me and ceremoniously, you know, had my peace with them and um, released to them from me, um, you know, psychically, emotionally, really, but however you kind of want to look at it. I know energy work can kind of be a little bit weird for people, but uh, you know, I'll come back to that in a second. Um, and then the last one I did was an all night vigil where on the last night, I just stayed up all night at the top of this mountain peak, um, under the stars, um, you know, dancing, singing, elated, like the highest high that I've ever felt, like from my sports, from my lifts, from anything, wow. just really feeling connected to the larger, you know, earth community. That's incredible. And I, I definitely, so I haven't obviously done a quest like this yet, <laughs> but I, I do relate and can, can definitely speak on just being the, the power of nature and being outside. And I, I grew up in a city, I grew up in Raleigh, North Carolina, the capital of Raleigh. Uh, and then obviously went to go play college basketball, Western Carolina, and spent some time in the Blue Ridge Mountains. And it it really is, it, it changes a lot. And I think you just learn so much about 
I think the world, honestly, just by, by being in this, like the most simplest form of nature. So that's cool that you've, um, you've done a quest like that. That's, that's super interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah. I'm currently, uh, you know, working on uh, helping bring other people out to nature, um, as a guide and have done it with a few of my clients. It's, it's really the most profound way to affect change. Um, because there's so much truth, you know, it can be hard doing, you know, listening to a podcast and the, or like doing a phone call or, or a coaching call, and then you go right back into your regular life. And so a lot of times we need that like initiatory period where we can really dive into it and then, you know, gain support from the allies that are surrounding us, our friends, partners, you know, family um, to continue on the path that, that we feel is true for us. That's incredible. I want to, I want to know a little bit more about that because you brought it up and this is something I was actually curious about with some of your clients. I've noticed um, you've, you've gone on trips and you have, you guys have done stuff in person and gone to different places. What does that look like? And how, how do you structure those, those outings? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for asking. So um, with some of my clients, we do like one-on-one retreats. And so we'll pick a certain space, a certain spot. They've been in the U S um, where we can be in nature, we can have a lot of adventure and a lot of fun and create that like ideal um, weekend or, you know, three or four days uh, for them. And so I was recently in Hawaii doing one with a client. Uh, I've done some in Colorado and Arizona as well. Um, You know, they're like, we were mountain biking and then we're doing, you know, mountaintop meditations or journaling practices or breath works or, you know, having different conversations with that, in a new space that can just allow those things to hit a little bit deeper. You know, I think people can resonate with like when they're on a trip or they feel something, uh, that feeling and that like that gut knowing can then really transform and lead to change. And so by putting yourself in, in a new environment and investing in yourself in that way, then you can receive those downloads um, from whatever higher power you believe in. And then you can use those to go affect change in your life at home. Well, that's incredible. We got to go on a trip sometime, man. I'd love to do some of these things. <laughs> oh, dude, 100%. Yeah, come out to Colorado. Yeah, it's it's a big reason why I live here. I used to live in Manhattan and, um, you know, I love New York, but it's hard to be out in nature. And so you're surrounded by a lot of that um, that energy, which is really um, enthralling and like addicting in a lot of ways because it's like high energy and that's fun, especially for someone with you know, a type A personality. Um, but at the same time, it can also really be, you know, soul draining because you're not around nature. So you're just surrounded by those buildings and, you know, finding times to get out. If you do live in a city, finding times to get out into a park, you know, take your shoes off, put your bare feet on the grass, um, you know, get to the, get to the side of the cities, um, maybe by the water, gaze out into it. it does so much for yourself on a, on a soul level. And, you know, I, I believe we live in a really um, egocentric society, and I believe what we need is more soul-centric, and that's mm-hmm. just a huge paradigm shift of how we view all aspects of our life and all decisions that we make. Wow, yeah, that's good. I love that. I really do. I I personally am like a huge fan of water. Like, I love the ocean. I love lakes. I love rivers. It's, I I don't know what it is, dude. I just love water and being out um, around nature. So that's kind of like my my outlet and escape. I love being being near like a lake or an ocean or something like that. Yeah. And what it is, is your soul, you know, crying for that truth. It's like, it loves that. And so yeah. um, lean into that, man. Like, you know, 
uh, put yourself in a place where you feel more most optimized and you feel like you know the best version of yourself that's not only going to serve you but serve everyone else no that's super good man i love i love what you're doing with your clients and, and the way you're impacting as a coach what are some of your personal goals or challenges that you're seeking out right now or you're maybe potentially working on yeah so i mean the physical one i'm working on is um I'm not gonna give too much away on it, but I will say it's the Turkish getup world record. So there's a specific, um, a specific record there that uh, uh, I'm training for and, and working on setting uh, in 2022. Um, and then other things are just maintaining more presence in my life. You know, I'm in a beautiful relationship right now um, with a woman that uh, has a five-year-old son, um, which is a new experience for me. And so brings its own different challenges and um, opportunities uh, for just different types of loving connection. And so really leaning into, into that and as well as continuing the coaching and guiding work that, that I've been doing. Um, it's, a, it's a ton of fun. I know it can seem maybe a little bit like heavy at times, but it's that grind. I mean, I really just love equating it to the, to the training. I love that you're an athlete because it will make sense for you. And right. I imagine a lot of your listeners, whereas it's like, you know, those 6am wake ups where it's like, you're tired, but you just go outside and do your run anyway, or you get into the gym. Like it's not the glamorous stuff, but it leads to like, you know, running the PR marathon and like, you know, the, the game day. And so it's the same thing with all of your introspective work. Like, yeah, it's not fun to just like, meditate or go sit in the grass or you know go look at the sunrise or the sunset and go to sleep early but it does so much more for you you know when you do meet your partner or when you are engaging with your friends and you're able to maintain that eye contact and that presence like people feel it and what I was going to say earlier with the whole energy idea is like everyone believes in energy we all understand it we just might call it vibes we might just get along with people in a different way but you know I kind of the example I love to use is, you know, if you're in a room and you're working on a computer and someone walks in behind you, maybe they're really upset. You can feel that before you even turn around and look at them. And so, or if you go out and you meet a friend, you know, for a yoga class or a drink or, or something, you, uh, and there's something going on. If you're in tune with yourself, you can feel that energy right away. Um, and so then you can, it can help you just connect with people and yourself on a deeper level, which at the end of the day is what I think we all really are looking for. It's more love and more connection. I agree. I love that. And I love that you brought up energy because that's something I'm really passionate about. <laughs> I love talking about like energy creating opportunity and, you know, you being high energy can be such an, you know, such a positive thing in other people's lives. You know, you can, a lot of people need it. Um, but I love that. I love that you're doing that. I get a lot of positive energy from you. I think you are doing a killer job and everything you're doing. So I just want to encourage you to keep going, man. And really appreciate you jumping on the AIM podcast. This has been a fun episode and, and a really insightful conversation to a lot of interesting things that I think are going to really make an impact and help a lot of people. Awesome, man. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. And uh, I as well get a lot of uh, motivation from you and, and the high energy that you bring. And um, yeah, it's... Uh, I'll just continue to say, like, bring the high energy when you have it. And when you don't have it, it's also okay and totally normal. Just rest, recover, and it'll come back. That's it, man. I love it. Thank you so much, Mike. You're a legend. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, thank you so much. Appreciate it.
guys so much for listening to another great episode of the AIM Podcast. What a great conversation with Mike. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you like what we're doing with the AIM Podcast, please give us a rating and review and share this with a friend. Share it with someone who you think it could help because that's what AIM is all about. It's about keeping ambition in mind, getting better every single day, and helping others do the same. We love you guys. Let's keep growing the movement and let's keep crushing it. And as always, let's keep ambition in mind.